Hey, this is Steve Allen. I'm the pastor of Destiny Christian Center in Laplace, Louisiana. I want to thank you for joining us today on the Discovering Your Destiny broadcast. I hope it builds your faith, helps you to grow in every area of your life. Enjoy this message. I want you to turn your Bibles to uh, Philippians chapter 4. We are uh, still studying our, uh, and we're studying the book of Philippians and we're in the fourth chapter. We've been here for a while now. Philippians chapter four, um, and let's let's read verses fifteen through twenty three tonight. I think we finished uh, at the fourteen verse. Now, ye Philippians, know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving, but ye only. For even in Thessalonica. Uh, ye sent once and again unto my necessity, not because I desire a gift, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. But I have all and abound. I am full, having received of uh, Epaphroditus the things which were sent from you, an odor of sweet smell, a, a, sancti- a sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing to God, but my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Now unto God and our Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. Salute every saint in Christ Jesus. The brethren which are with me greet you. All the saints salute you. Chiefly they that are of Caesar's household. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Now... Again, I say to you that we've been in this fourth chapter of Philippians for some time now, and we've had some wonderful themes in this chapter. Uh, We started out in this chapter with that fourth verse talking about the joy of the Lord and how we can operate in a supernatural level of joy. And then in that fifth verse, we talked about maintaining a forgiving and a non-retaliatory spirit. And then we got over into the sixth verse where we talked about not worrying and we talked about praying about everything. Tell somebody, don't worry, but pray about everything. And then in verse seven, we talked about the peace of God. Verse eight, we talked about uh, thought management. Uh, We talked about that that, uh, thought grid. We also talked about being a doer of the word in verse number nine. And then in our last session, we talked about when I was here, we talked about contentment. Well, there's another theme that I want to deal with in this chapter, in this fourth chapter. And this theme is found in verse number 15. We're going to deal with the law of giving and receiving. Don't shout me down too early. Now, it's called in the the Old Testament seed time and harvest. In other places, it's called sowing and reaping. Now, the law of giving and receiving is the foundation of everything. Uh, Whether it's in the natural world or it's in the world of the spirit, uh, it's the foundational law of everything. It's the foundational law of the kingdom of God. Now, I will tell you from a, a personal aspect, this law changed my life. This, this law, this law, of giving and receiving changed my life. 
Now listen to this. The law of giving and receiving is the reason that we are all, that we are all here. Yeah, yeah. You're here physically because your parents practiced the law of giving and receiving and you be the harvest. <laughs> You're here. Don't don't get don't get deep on me here. <laughs> You're here spiritually. Because somebody sowed the seed of God's word in your life and you received it and now the new birth is your harvest. So so this is a foundational law. Now, for the believer, I will tell you this, this should really be elementary in our lives, but I believe that a lot of us really don't understand the law of giving and receiving. I, I, really, I really believe that. Uh, uh, and God's trying to get us to another level of, of, of giving and receiving. You know, I think it's Luke 6 and, and 38 talks about uh, giving, and it, it talks about shall a man give unto your bosom uh, and, and, and you know it, when we, we start thinking about men giving to us and most of us if, if you'll be honest when you, you, you really get into the scripture you think about how you're going to receive and somebody's being there to be a blessing to you and, and that's God's will for our lives but I think that there's another level that God wants us to get to where we are the men. We're the ones looking for somebody to bless. See, I, 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 and see, I, I think God wants all of us to get to that place, you know, in our lives where, you know, we're not so focused on what we're going to get, but we're going to get to the place where we're so blessed, we're trying to find somebody to bless. Anybody want to get there? Now, under the theme, we're going to deal with this for a couple of weeks. And under the theme of, 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 of uh, giving and receiving, I want to begin tonight talking about the world's way versus God's way. The world's way versus, and I'm not going to be long at all tonight. And before I really get into this, I want to make some things clear. I, want to, I found out that in teaching and especially being a pastor, you've got to make sure that you don't leave any room for misunderstanding. So I want to make sure that I, leave, I, want, I make things clear. So I want you to go with me to 2 Thessalonians chapter 3. And we're going to start reading at verse number 10 through 12. Go to the front of your Bible so you can find that book. Because I want you to see it. Second Thessalonians chapter 3, verses 10 through 11. Now, I'm going to read this in the Amplified only for the sake of time. When you find it, say, I got it. If you're still looking, say, wait. Listen, listen to what it says here. I'm going to read it for you in the Amplified. It says, for while we were yet with you, we gave you this rule in charge. If anyone will not work, neither let him eat. Indeed, we hear that some among you are disorderly. They 
that they are passing their lives in idleness, neglectful of duty, being busy with other people's affairs instead of their own and doing no work. Now we charge and exhort such persons as ministers in him, exhorting those in the Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, that they work in quietness and earn their own food and other necessities. Now, Paul says that there were some folk in the church that were not, were, were not working. And basically, they were kind of, if you don't mind me using this term, they were kind of bumming off of folk. In other words, they were trying to get other folk to meet their needs. And, and Paul says that this kind of attitude is out of order. He says that if a man refuses to work, he shouldn't eat. He says if a man refuses to work, he shouldn't be fat. Now, now, I read this passage because I want you to see that work is not a bad thing. Tell somebody, you may make them mad, but that's okay. You're in church, so you're going to be safe. Tell your neighbor, say, work is not a bad thing. And, and, and you don't have to find this. In, in 1 Timothy 5 and 8, it says, if any provide not for his own, and especially for those of his own house, he hath defied the faith and is worse than an infidel or, a, or uh, an unbeliever. So working is a good thing. Everybody, come on, say that with me. Working is a good thing. I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to make some things clear before I get to where I want to go. So God gave the gift of work. And I will tell you this. He gave, he gave the gift of work before the fall. Actually, before God gave Adam a wife, he gave him a job. Well, that's a different story right there, boy. Oh, Lord, I'm going to deal with that a little later on. Before he gave him a wife, he gave him a job. Now, I'm saying all of this because when I get to where I want to go in this lesson, I want you to have a clear understanding that work is not a bad thing. So, so we're dealing with the law of giving and receiving, and specifically tonight, we're going to talk about the world's way versus God's way. Now, I want you to listen, listen to this statement. Nowhere in the scripture does it say that our level of living or how we live financially is determined by our jobs. Now, again, I'm not speaking against work, but I want to deal with you as it relates to your mindset concerning work. How do you view that job? that you're on right now. And the critical question is, are you trying to get from it something that God never intended for it to give you? The question is, are you looking to that job for security? 
or is that job your source? Now, if the job is your security or your source, you may be connected to the wrong system. Or you may be, not knowing it, connected to the world system. Because, hear this, God never intended for your job to provide security for you. Y'all walk with me. We're going somewhere. Now, 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 that's what happened in, 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 uh, to this man in Luke chapter 12, verses 16 through 21. I think we looked at it a few weeks ago, but let's go back there. Luke chapter 12, 16 through 21. Luke chapter 12, verses 16 through 21. And he spake a parable unto them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentifully. And he thought within himself, saying, what shall I do because I have no room where to restore my fruits? And he said, this will I do. I will pull down my barns and I'll build greater ones. And there will I restore all my fruits and my goods. And I will say to my soul, soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said unto him, thou fool. This night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then who shall those things be which thou hast provided? Wow. So is he that layeth up treasure for himself and is not rich towards God. Now, God calls this man a fool because this man saw those things that he had. He called them his security. He felt like because of the stuff he had, he was, he was focused on the stuff as his source. And, and let me tell you something. If, I don't care what you have. I don't care how rich you are, how, how much money you have in the bank, how big your house is, how fine your car is, how many clothes, how, much, how many clothes you have in your closet. If your focus is on that stuff... Your focus is in the wrong direction. Let me just stop there for a minute because, you know, the truth of the matter is you're going to either leave the stuff or the stuff going to leave you. Oh, y'all looking at me strange. I'm, I'm going to say it again. You're going to either leave that stuff or that stuff is going to leave, it, leave you. If, if you. If you're gone tomorrow, somebody else going to drive that car? The clothes you have on right now, I don't care if they send them to the Goodwill, they're going to end up on somebody's back. I'm telling you. That money, somebody's going to spend it. They might fight over it for a while, but they're going to spend it. Now, I want to say this to you again. Work is good. So please don't, don't leave here talking about I'm going to quit my job. Work is good. I want to make sure we get that clear. But we're dealing with how you view that job. Now, I want you to listen to this statement. God's financial system is no respecter of person. Boy, isn't that good news? God's financial system 
is no respecter of person. I want you to go to Acts chapter 10 and look at verse 34 for me. Actually, 34 and 35. You got it? Then Peter opened his mouth and said, of a truth, I perceive that God is no respecter of persons, but in every nation, he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted with him. So God is no respecter of person. And now he, he says in that 35th verse, he uses the word nation. Now that, that word does not refer to a country, but it's the Greek word ethnos, which means race of men. So this, this text uh, is saying that every race of men that fears God or submits to God and does what God calls right is accepted by God. So and I want you, I'm saying that to say to you that if God is no respecter of person, then his financial system is no respecter of persons. Now, having said that, my occupation really can't limit my receiving. In the world system, certain occupations allow you to live at a different level from other folk. Am I right about it? For the most part, for the most part, a doctor makes more money than a trash man. For the most part, I mean, you got to be a serious trash man. <laughs> I'm there, for the most part, there, there's different levels. But listen to this. God has a system whereby all people from all walks of life, working all types of jobs, can prosper and can become financially free. Boy, tell somebody, that's good news. I'm going to say that again. God has a system whereby all people from all walks of life, don't matter where you're from, working all types of jobs can prosper and can become financially free. Go to James, go to James chapter 2. That's enough right there to just, just go on home, all right? Go to James chapter 2. James chapter 2, we're going to start reading at verse number 1. And we'll read down to verse number 5. My brethren, have not the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, with respect of person? Listen to this. For if there come unto your assembly a man with a gold ring and goodly apparel, and there come in also a poor man in vile raiment, and ye have respect to him that weareth the gay clothing, that's, that's good clothing. And say unto him, sit thou here in a good place, and say to the poor, stand thou there, or sit there here under my footstool. Are ye not then partial in yourselves, and are become judges of evil thoughts? Hearken, my beloved brethren, hath not God chosen, listen to this, the poor of this world, rich in faith, in heirs of the kingdom which he hath promised to them that loved him. Now, 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 I want you to notice this. God clearly denounces 
being partial. But he goes on to say that he has chosen the poor. Those that didn't have a chance with the world system. But he says the key for the poor is to be rich in faith. <laughs> so listen, listen to this. Faith is the way out for the poor. Mm-mm-mm-mm. You can take your faith and get out of poverty. Hunt your neighbor one more time and say, now that's good news. Now listen, listen, listen. The Bible says that this person is rich in faith. The Bible says that they will experience the inheritance of the kingdom. So the good news is that the world system can't stop my inheritance. I don't care what you try to lock me out of. You can't lock me out of my kingdom inheritance. Would you listen to this statement? In God's financial system, a person's level of living is not determined by the paycheck he or she receives from the job. It is determined by his or her giving and receiving. Mm. Now, now, now listen to this. One thing that the recession taught us, it showed us that there's nothing secure in this world. Am I right about that? And I want you to hear this. Your level of living will be determined by your giving and your receiving. And, I, and please understand, this is not some kind of ploy to get you into some kind of frenzy so you can give. But you're hearing this tonight from someone who is an example of this principle. You're hearing this from someone who used to have to put cardboard in the bottom of his shoes because the sole of his shoes were worn out. And in order not to get my feet wet, I had to put cardboard on the bottom of my shoes. You're hearing this from somebody who had to hide his cars from the repo man. Oh, that's a strange looking car parked outside. Don't y'all look at me strange. I don't, I don't know now. I ain't seen that car around here before. I better go hide this car by Glenn's house. You, you're hearing this from a man who had to write checks to the, uh, to the company for the electric bill and pray for a two-day float. Y'all know about that? Y'all know about that? You're hearing this from a man who used to have to tell his kids when they answer the phone, tell them that I am not home and my kids would say, Daddy say, he's not home. <laughs> You're hearing this tonight from a man that used to have to answer the phone when he didn't know who was on the other line and act like he was somebody else. Hello? Yeah, is Steve Allen there? I'm sorry, you must have the wrong number. 
Well, who is this? This is Akeem Muhammad Ali Baba. Well, Akeem, when you see Steve, you tell him we want our money. I want you to know, I want you to understand that I'm not somebody that, you know, just came up overnight and, you know, and, 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 and just, you know, just always had uh, some kind of silver spoon. Man, I used to, we used to be poor. But I took this principle. I took this principle and I practiced this principle. And I want you to know that this principle of giving and receiving Sowing and reaping seed time and harvest, it absolutely works. I learned that the level of my living was not determined by some job, but it was determined by my giving and receiving. And let me tell you something I didn't have to learn this after becoming a pastor. Let me help you real quick. I, I learned this before I became a pastor. I'm, I'm, not, gonna, I'm not, not one of the, well, I ain't going to say that. But anyway, no, I learned this prior to being a pastor. It absolutely works. I gave my way out of poverty. I gave my way. I gave my way. I sold my way. That's why people ask me, what do you do for a living? I tell them, I sold for a living. And they think, I, they think I'm talking about making clothes. <laughs> but I sold my way. Man, it's, it's, it's absolutely amazing. I could write a book. Because everything that's happened in my life is a result of sewing. It's supernatural. Things that happened to me, it, it was just crazy. I got, I got involved in the sports business. I, you know, they said, well, he got in through the back door. They, how, how did he even get? And I'm going to be honest with you. When I was there, I didn't, I'm sitting around there like, how in the world I got here? <laughs> Them people don't tuck me in. And put me in a in a position, and then <laughs> I don't even know who they got up in here. <laughs> I'm sitting up in the office looking over Buckhead. They done put an a, a unlimited credit card in my pocket. It <laughs> put me before before great men, but all of that was a result of my sewing. Oh, no. See, because even before, you know, I got to a certain level in life, I always sold. I was always a sower. And see, that principle just got to work. Mm, Lord have mercy. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I sold my way. I sold my way. That's how, that's how I, 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 I hooked up with, with, uh, with Jesse. I was in Houston's restaurant. I saw him over there. I told the people. Bring me his check. I'm paying for that check today. I wasn't trying to get nothing out of him because he's not my source. I was in there again. I saw him again. I said, well, that's a good ground. Give me that check. He said, so after that, he came over and said, excuse me, you ain't got to pay for my food every time you see me. (laughs) 
<laughs> and I, I'm saying, I, I, I hear what you're saying, sir, but it really ain't about you. Next thing I know, I'm sitting on TBN. Everything that I have is a result of sowing. Go, go, let me show you this. Let me show you this. Go to Mark chapter 4. See, and, and, and let me say this before, before I, I go on. I used, to ha- I used to try to make excuses, you know, about what God has blessed me with. When people start talking that old crazy talk. And I used to, you know, make it, well, you know, I used to be a sports agent. And the Lord said, uh, what's that got to do with anything? He said, don't you ever try to make excuses for what I've done in your life. He says, I don't care if it was because of you being a sports agent, I'm still your source. So you can't take me out of the equation, son. Go, go, go to Mark chapter 4. Let me show you this. Look at verse number 26. And uh, we're going to read verses 26 through 29. And he said, so is the kingdom of God. As if a man should cast seed into the ground and should sleep and rise night and day. And the seed should spring and grow up. He knoweth not how. For the earth bringeth forth fruit of herself, first the blade, then the ear, after that the full corn in the ear. But when the fruit is brought forth, immediately he put it, it, put it in the sickle because the harvest is come. Now, I want you to notice verse 26 says, this is how the kingdom operates. The whole kingdom of God operates by seed, time, and harvest. The, the giving and receiving. The, the sowing and reaping principle. Now, I want you to listen to this. Farmers live off of the seeds that they sow. Sowing for a farmer is not an event. It's a way of life. A farmer lives off of seed. Farmers plant seeds all of the time because his life is in the seed. So we're not talking about an event. We're talking about we're talking about a way of life. Not, we're, not, we're not even talking about raising some kind of offering where you're going to claim some kind of big increase. I, we're talking about we're talking about a lifestyle. Tell somebody this is a lifestyle. <laughs> I am a giver and I live off of my seed. And it's not just church for me. Church is just one opportunity, but it's every day. And I'm living off my seed. If your paycheck or if your job is your source, you will live a limited life. Mm. See, this world is designed to keep you at a certain level. This world says you work for 20, 30, maybe 40 years for a company, you retire, they give you a gold field watch or a gold field pen, 
and then they give you a fixed income. But that's not God's will for your life. Jesus says, I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. If you read it in the Amplified, it says, to the full, till it overflows. See, it's God's plan for you to be so blessed that you can be a blessing to somebody else. Anybody want to get there? Your sowing, your giving, your planting determines your level of living. And I will tell you this, it doesn't matter what's going on in this world. This world cannot determine your level of living. And I'll prove it to you. Go to Genesis 26. I read this today, and I've read this a number of times, and I almost ran about the house. <laughs> look, at, look, I started at verse number one, one through five. And there was a famine in the land besides the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went unto Abimelech, king of the Philistines, unto Gerah. And the Lord appeared unto him and said, go not down into Egypt. Dwell in the land which I shall tell thee of. Sojourn in this land, and I will be with thee, and will bless thee, for unto thee and unto thy seed I will give all these countries, and I will perform the oath which I swear unto Abraham thy father. And I will make thy seed to multiply as the stars of heaven, and will give unto thy seed all these countries, and in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. Because that Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commandments, my stature, and my laws. Now, the Bible says that there was a famine in the land. But God's word is not limited by the world's economy. Isaac finds himself in a famine, and he's tempted, the Bible says, to go down to Egypt. And I've said this to you before, Egypt is a type of the world. And God says to him, don't go down to Egypt. Or don't do it the world's way. Or don't put your, your trust in the world's system. Now go to verse 12 and 13. Look what it says here in verses 12 and 13. Then Isaac sold in that land and received in the same year a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. And the man waxed great and went forward and grew until he became very great. The Amplified says, then Isaac sold seed in that land and received the same year a hundred times as much as he had planted and the Lord favored him with blessings. And the man became great and gained more and more until he became very wealthy and distinguished. Now, I want, to, I want you to notice that it says Isaac sold seed in a famine. And in that year, he received a hundred times as much as he planted. And then the text goes on to say, the Lord favored him with blessings. Now, I've read this many times, but I just got a real revelation today. Because it says that Isaac received a hundred times what he sold, and then it says the Lord blessed him. And I said, well, it would look like the hundredfold would be the blessing. And the Lord said to me today, the hundredfold was just because of the principle. It was just, you, the hundredfold, you, you're going to get that. The Bible says he got a hundred times, and then it says, and then the Lord blessed him. Oh, y'all missed that. The hundredfold was just the benefit of the principle. You sow, you reap. It's got to happen. But the blessing was extra. You, can, you, you can't sow 
sown without reaping. That's a principle. You sow a seed, you got to reap. But it says he received a hundred times and then the Lord blessed him. Think about that. You get to harvest and then because of your obedience, God said, here, take some favor. In the 13th verse, it says, even though times were hard in that land, Isaac went forward. I mean, you said we're covenant people. Come on, say that now, like you mean, say we're covenant people. That means that we have an agreement with God. And let me say it again, say we're covenant people. And we expect to move forward. So, so, and we're going we're gonna to deal with this. Giving and receiving. Sowing and reaping. Because the kingdom of God operates off of sowing and reaping. How many times have you been somewhere and not necessarily at church but you could have been in the presence. You could have been at the store. And the Lord, the Lord spoke to you. You probably left out to my something told me. The Lord said, give that cashier. Let him keep the change. And you're like, keep my change. <laughs> how many times? How many, how many times have we missed it? And see, one thing you have to understand is you're so busy worrying about something leaving you, but God's trying to get something to you. I was in, I was in a restaurant and uh, the Lord told me a young lady was a waitress. says, give her a hundred dollars. I don't argue no more. I, I, hey, come here. Yes, the Lord told me. I want you to understand so you don't think I'm trying to get with you. The Lord told <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, people get the wrong impression. You know? The Lord told me to give you this $100. And my God, it, I, I, I found out the next day as I went to the same restaurant, Preacher of Habit, uh, I went back. And they said, you don't know what you did. I said, what are you talking about? This young lady was trying to figure out how she was going to pay for her child's care. Had no idea how she was going to do it, and she needed $100. See, but I didn't know, but God did. Now, because of my obedience, 100 left me. But a whole lot more came. Because the harvest is always greater than the seed. Wake your sleeping neighbor up and say, you're trying to, you tell them, say, don't miss this, don't miss this. Everything works by giving and receiving. That seed may leave your hand, but it never leaves your life. 
and you have the right to look for harvest. You sow seed, you got a right. I mean, in the natural, you sow seed in the ground, you, you look, you're looking for something to sprout up. You watering? You're like, come on now. Let me see something. Let me see a leaf. And you have a right. God said you can call some things to his remembrance. Now, God, you told me to sow. You told me to give, and it shall be given unto me. Good measures, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. We're so busy being like this. Can't nothing leave you, but can't nothing get to you. Well, I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. If you did, there's just a few things I'd love for you to do. First, subscribe to our show. That way, the most recent episode will be in your feed. Secondly, if this ministry has impacted you and you'd like to help us to continue to reach others, visit our website at destinychristian.org slash radio. That's destinychristian.org slash radio. I'll see you next time on Discovering Your Destiny with Steve Allen.